the Saudi football podcast by Arab News, where we look at all the developments in the SPL, as well as the Women's Premier League, which is about to kick off its second season. With me, as always, is Arab News sports editor Ali Khaled, and we also will be hearing from our Riyadh correspondent Khaled al Arafa about the latest news from the Saudi national team camp. Looking forward to that one, as always. Uh, this week, our special guest is someone who's been keeping a very close eye literally, on Saudi football this season. Ali, we're a few days into the latest international break. But first and foremost, uh, what were the highlights for you uh, from last week's action in the SPL? Hi, Peter. Good to see you again. Um, Yeah, another interesting week. Uh, You know, there was one massive match. Uh, We mentioned that, uh, you know, uh, at the end of last week's show, that what a fantastic job Al-Tawan have been doing uh, this season. Amazing. And they actually went top of the table for 48 hours after beating Altai 3-0. Um, a, a wonderful achievement, really. Uh, I mean, you know, we, we don't want... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, even considering all the major signings, all the influx of, you know, the, the foreign players from Europe uh, that have come since the summer, um, and with all the, the eyes on the big four, really, uh, Altai are arguably the story of the season so far, you know, um, you know, pound for pound, as I say, you know, it's, it's, it's been... It's been really, really impressive and wonderful to watch. Uh, really, um, a, a, a lovely story. Uh, as expected, really, Al Hilal went back to the top of the table uh, two days later on Saturday. Uh, they comfortably beat Al Ochdud three 0 Goals from Malcolm and two from Milinkovic Savic has been playing quite well. Uh, but uh, Al Town remained second, you know, uh, going into the international break uh, again, you know. So I mean, you know, we praised them last week and and the week before and the week before that, and I think you really got to like uh, keep them and um, you know keep mentioning them because mm. perhaps for some of for some people who don't follow the the Saudi league closely, you know, they'll be they'll be interested just in the big stars. But Al Town really have been the story of the season so far. Um, um, there was the big Jeddah derby, uh, which did see. Um, uh, a, a genuine surprise, I think, as a champion yeah. had lost one nil to Al Ahli, a match that our guest will uh, will later uh, talk about. Um, Frank Kessie scored the winner after half an hour. Uh, looked like an incredible atmosphere, and uh, uh, but you know the, the champions just couldn't find a way back in. You know, I think uh, uh, look, Al Ahli have had a, a, gr- a good start to the season, a very good start to the season. But we didn't expect this one. And uh, you know, obviously, just a final note on uh, Al Nasser as well. You know, being uh, you know, Al Nasser and Cristiano Ronaldo had notched six wins on the trot before uh, before last weekend. You know, they 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 really dragged themselves back uh, into the title race. It's early, maybe early days to call it the title race, but dragged themselves back to the top of the table. They were only three points behind. They'll be slightly disappointed. Uh, they drew two two at home uh, with Abha. Uh, they um, you know they were two 0 up uh, and. Uh, to give it up, I mean, we we expected them uh, to, you know, maybe go on and, and thrash, uh, but, but didn't happen. Uh, uh, dragged themselves back in. Al Nasser wasted lots of chances, and you know the equalizer came very late on in stoppage time. Uh, so they'll be disappointed with that. Uh, uh, it has slightly halted the the momentum that they built up over recent weeks. 
one of those days at the office. Uh, mm. Great stuff. Of course, listen, we're into the October international break. I mean, it's incredible to even be saying that. Uh, and after two friendly games at St. James's Park in September, Saudi Arabia will play two more uh, in the Algarve, no less. Arab News reporter Khalid Al Arafa had this to say from the Saudi camp. Hi Ali. Hi Peter. How are you guys? Well, after the last round, uh, the FIFA days just started. Uh, so all eyes uh, here in Saudi Arabia are focusing on the Saudi national team camp. And the camp uh, started on the 8th of October until the 17th of October in Lagos, Portugal. The Saudi national team, uh, they'll play two matches. Uh, first one against Nigeria on the 13th of October. The second one, it will be uh, against Mali on the 17th of October. Uh, hoping that uh, they will do good results, better than the last camp. And as we saw the names that uh, Mancini called, there is some changes. Uh, obviously, the guy took uh, a good time to look at the players, to focus more on the names. So we saw uh, some changes uh, on the squad. We'll wait and see uh, after those two matches uh, what's going to happen. Hopefully, they will do a great job. And uh, we'll get back to you later on. To you, Ali. Excellent stuff. Look forward to hearing again from Khaled next week. Uh, Ali, how do you think Mancini will be looking? For, what do you think he'll be looking for in these next two matches? Uh, we know, we keep saying there are these big, huge games looming for him. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Khaled mentioned that uh, they played Nigeria and uh, uh, and Mali uh, in Portugal. Look, I mean, the, the, the first two games last month, you know, they, Saudi Arabia have, uh, they lost both games. Uh, uh, Roberto Mancini was very fresh into the job. And um, so, you know, we probably would have been harsh to judge him then. You know, I think, I think he'll be looking for a massive improvement uh, this time because the, the next international break, Peter, in November is actually, you know, a World Cup qualifiers. I mean, they've come around so quickly, which is uh, incredible. And then uh, January, of course, the, uh, the delayed 2023 AFC Asian Cup. So mm-hmm. he, he, ha- he did not have a period. Such what he and all that, and still, I mean, there's a couple of areas uh, that he really needs to look at. Like, still, the team really still looks like they need a regular goal scorer. You know, they've they've been struggling to get goals. You know, and uh, so that's one area I think that he'll be looking at to improve immediately. Uh, Salam al Dosari, of course, uh, you know, being there, uh, and Salah Shehri, the two guys who scored against Argentina. You know, like, well, are all you know when you've got these two, you know, there's always Opportunities, you know, but they're not getting regular goals, so that's one thing. There's also a bit of a problem at the, you know, um, uh, the goalkeeping situations. All his goalkeepers seem to be, all the available goalkeepers seem to be sitting on the bench uh, in the league in the SPL, you know, there while you know their clubs uh, have been playing um, foreign goalkeepers. So sure. a few things that he needs to iron out, and he needs to do it quickly because. Uh, like I said, uh, you know, the big games coming around starting from the November uh, international break. Little bit of a knock-on effect when you have all these big stars for your international caliber. If if all the big guns aren't getting a game, but I mean there is some marvelous goalkeeping talent on display, so it, it's tough. But I'm sure, absolutely, I'm yeah, sure definitely, they can work. They can work that out. Listen, a word on the Saudi Women's Premier League kicking off this weekend, AK. Yeah, so uh, this is the second edition of the league. Uh, uh, last year was. Uh, the first one, it was uh, hugely successful. Uh, I think eight mm. teams in it. Uh, uh, the previous league uh, is now uh, the 
the first division, which is the second tier of the women's football. That's got 17 teams. The Premier League, the Saudi Women's Premier League has eight teams. Um, it's got some of the big boys, Al-Nasser, Al-Hilal, uh, Etihad. Last year, Al-Nasser emerged uh, victorious. Uh, uh, it, it was, um, um, you know, the team was had its backing from the from the shall we say the men's side if you want but like Cristiano Ronaldo would often on Instagram like show his support for them he sent them congratulations when they won the league so it was nice you know like it got a few eyes on them but I think look you know they, they, the standard was really good and I think they've signed quite a lot of international players as more Moroccan internationals you know Nigerian international you know players from the from uh, English Premier League uh, so I think you know you know we can look at them in their own right you know uh, these players and I think uh, the league, the women's uh, Premier League, will have far more eyes on it this uh, this season, and uh, it should be interesting. Um, uh, like I said, it's a, it's an exciting time for the women's game in in the kingdom, but not just you know the Premier League really uh, you know hit the ground running last season, uh, but also the, the national team uh, is rising slowly up that FIFA uh, um, table rankings and um, playing a lot of internationals. In the summer, they played uh, uh, a couple of games. Uh, in Spain against Andorra, which was the first time they played, the first time they played in Europe. You know, they they had played, they had kicked off, you know, their journey uh, last in 2022, playing a couple of games in the uh, in the Maldives. Then they played in in Saudi Arabia. You know, their their first home games. Then they played a mini tournament. So like, you know, slowly inching their way up there. You know, like getting that experience for a, for a group of players. So yeah, uh, it was really worth keeping an eye on uh, the women's game. Perfect time to bring this week's special guest. Welcome to football commentator Amy Gillingham, who lends her professional voice to action in both the Saudi Pro League and, of course, the UAE Pro League. Amy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Lovely to be with you guys again. And obviously, Peter, I've spoken to you um, previously before and it's good to be back. Great stuff. Great to have you. Hi, Amy. Hello, Ali. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Abby, first question we wanted to ask you, how did you get into commentating uh, in this part of the world anyway? Well, it's quite a bizarre story, really, and I'm a big believer in fate, and I think fate truly happened. So I actually live in the part of the, the Emirates called Ras Al Khaimah, which is the Northern Emirates, and I actually bumped into somebody actually playing football at a car wash and literally waiting for my car to be washed started chatting to this guy who was also waiting for his car to be washed and got chatting about football. He was actually a commentator at that time for the UAE Pro League and he just posed the question, would you ever be interested in commentating? I know that currently there's no female football commentator in the Adnock Pro League. Would you be interested? And I was like, absolutely. Didn't think anything of it, thought nothing would come of it. You know, sometimes you, you have these meetings and these discussions sometimes and, and nothing ever comes from it. A couple of months down the line, had a phone call from the Adnock Pro League. Would love to have you on board, come in for a chat. And I ended up commentating on the Super Cup final on the 7th of January back in 2022. And that was the start of, well, the forever well, growing commentary in the Middle East. That's that's fantastic. Great stuff. Um, I mean, obviously, you're, uh, you're commentating on Saudi League now as well. Yes. And uh, starting from, uh, uh, from this season, I, I believe. Uh, how did that, uh, that role come around? Well, one of the guys that actually used to work for the Adnot Pro League, he moved across to the Saudi Pro League. 
um, and they hadn't had a female involved with the commentary for the men's game. So again, he put my name forward and here I am, got the gig and, and that's it. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's with SSC, I be, uh, is, that, is that right? Yes, yeah, so Saudi Sports Company is, is who I work for and provide the English commentary. That's great. And uh, I mean, we're, uh, we're big fans, Amy. We know we follow you on Instagram. And we see, you know, sure. before matches, you, you, you often post uh, some cool clips of, you know, the stadiums that you're at or, or the matches, whatever matches you're, you're prepping for. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a big process prepping for those matches. You know, you see, we, we, you map out all these, like, uh, what, quite a lot of papers from what I've seen. I, I can't count them. But uh, so what's, what's like a typical day for you? Uh, uh, so you're commentating on a, on a Saudi league. What sort of research and prep do you go through? Well, typically you'll get your game a week or two before. So that's when the match prep starts. It's not, not like you just prep on the day. I mean, maybe some people do, but for me, you know, you want to be fully prepared especially coming into a new league, it's quite challenging because, yes, there are, of course, some players you do know, especially the players from the Premier League. However, maybe some of the local players that you're not so familiar with, you need to really do your background knowledge about those. Um, so for me, the standard prep would be, so I create pretty much post-it notes for every single player, key stats and facts from the club they're currently at, previous clubs, um, nationality and any kind of juicy facts that you can bring into throughout the game. I also then do a crib sheet. So it's pretty much facts and stats about each club, each manager, um, performance past couple of seasons, um, and then main facts and stats from the likes of Sokaway and Transfer Market. That's great. Do you find like week on week, you're picking up all these like new facts, obviously, like facts and research. Are you getting really familiar with the Saudi game now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from game one to, to game week nine now, um, I mean, yeah, you just develop every single week and you just get familiar to the players on the pitch, but also um, the players that have been, you know, in the Premier League, La Liga, Syria, you know, having these figures now in the Saudi Pro League, it's just, you know, it develops your knowledge even more so. That's great. And uh, we know that last week you, 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 know, uh, you covered a very big match uh, Champions League had at home to Al-Ahli. Uh, a bit of a surprise result as well. I mean, you know, obviously Al-Ahli are, are very good, but, uh, you know, I think I, Peter, I think I predicted Al-Ittihad would win, you know. You I've did. Been on a I've been on a losing run recently, but uh, a big match. Uh, I know I spoke to you earlier. You said, you know, like uh, uh, you know, a tight game, of course, and... Uh, you know, incredible atmosphere. What was yeah, that like? Absolutely. I mean, it was the Jeddah Derby. It was the return of the Jeddah Derby. And for those people who were watching, if you could see across the stadium, all you could see was black and yellow, the big sign, remember. And, you know, it was just an unbelievable atmosphere. I actually wasn't physically at the stadium. I was in the studio. But, you know, for me, up in the studio, it was still an incredible atmosphere. And you could just see how much it meant to both clubs being back in that derby. Derby day in any country is always a big game. But I think because Al-Athli have been promoted back into the Saudi Pro League, it just had that added motivation. And I think in all honesty, that's why the score was the score it was. Al-Ali had that added motivation. He had the extra fire in the bellies. They were the underdogs. Everyone expected Al-Ali had to come out on top. 
I also predicted a 3-1 scoreline. And, well, Frank Frank Kessie, he did the job, yeah. didn't he? <laughs> That's right, yeah. He literally, I mean, um... he literally bounced back up and scored the goal. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, um, very good. Um Look, I mean, we've been talking uh, um, over the last few weeks, Peter and I, on the, on the podcast, we've been saying how, you know, with the exception of a few games, those big games have really delivered in terms of entertainment, you know, in terms of hype. You know, there's been a, some high-scoring games, you know, not always necessarily like a, a, um, an indication of high quality, but, you know, very entertaining. There's been a few 4-3 results. The big stars have delivered. I know Neymar hasn't exactly, you know, set the world on fire, but like a lot of the others have. Uh, really delivered uh, the goods. Now, so, I mean, what what games stand out for you uh, over um, the first nine rounds of of the of the season? I think apart from the Jeddah derby, I mean, that for me was probably one of the main highlights, just because of the atmosphere and how much it meant to both of the clubs. Um, but for me, it was Itihad versus Al Halal in match week five. I just think the actual game itself provided so much action. The football was unbelievable. At half time, Al Itihad were 3 1 up. Everyone thought the game was over. Mitrovic in the second half scoring a hat trick. And then obviously, Al Halal came out on top with a 4 3 win. For me, that's been the best game of the season so far. Just because of the sheer fact of the action in the actual game. Yeah, I mean, I mean you mentioned the action, and I was just talking about the entertainment that, uh, uh, levels, of course, which was, has been good, you know, and you know, we, we can't expect every game to be fantastic. But in general, yeah. it's been an exciting season. And certainly, you know, with the eyes of the world, more on the Saudi than ever before, that, you know, I think it's delivered uh, in the big games. Um, Absolutely. Do you Sorry. find, like, how, how do you find, like, purely in terms of football, uh, the quality and the standard of the football? You know, were you surprised by it? I mean, I know you're obviously qu- quite knowledgeable about uh, football in this region, so it, it, wouldn't been, it wouldn't have been the first time you've watched Saudi football. Uh, but, yeah, watching it this closely, um, beyond the, ma- the big stars, beyond the yeah. big stars maybe, uh, how do you find the standard? Well, I, I'm actually quite shocked with the local talent and how talented some of the locals are. For me, I watched the the World Cup back in the winter and that's when I really first watched Saudi Arabia and they performed amazingly. And I think, of course, the world witnessed them beating Argentina and that was one of the huge shocks within the World Cup. And I think since then, all eyes have not just been on the key players out there, but people are now looking into the Middle East for for football players, which is amazing. key standout player for me is Salim Al-Dasari for Al-Hilal. I think he just brings so much talent to the game. And for Al-Hilal in particular, it's not just the key stars scoring the goals um, and, and achieving the results they're achieving. It, it, it's the local players that are contributing to this as well, which I think is remarkable. And I think the, the only thing that's only going to benefit the local players is these big stars that are coming in are actually helping to develop the local talent as well. So, yeah. I'm very impressed. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, Al-Hilal, uh, and again, we, we talk about them so much on the pod. Uh, uh, they had a bit of a disappointing uh, season last year by their standards, although they had like a really massive fixture pileup. Um, they, Salam al-Dosari, as you mentioned, Salman al-Faraj, Saudi, uh, the Saudi's captain, got injured in that game against Argentina. Uh, you, you know, these guys have been at the top of their game for quite a few years now, and uh you know, Al Hilal been winning Champions League uh, trophies, uh, so absolutely, I think uh, 
it's uh, it's important that we don't forget these players. You know, when we were talking about all all the foreign players. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, okay. I mean, uh, I wanted to say, you know, we're on on this podcast. You know, we've been trying to not focus purely on uh, you know the big four teams uh, um, and maybe uh, teams like Alitifak as well. We we um, we're quite big fans of Altawan's uh, season. You know, I think uh, you know that the fact that they went top briefly last week is is so impressive. Uh, I know Pete has a soft spot for uh, Al Ahli as well with Alan Saint Maximum on the, playing on the left. You know, I quite like them as well. I think that's a very exciting forward line, probably one of the most exciting forward lines in the league. Uh, Max Saint Maximum, Mahrez, and um, uh, Firmino, of course. Uh, what what do you have a soft spot for a team? You know, as as a team like caught your eye, maybe not one of the you know favourites, perhaps maybe the a team with a you know, strong Liverpool connection. <laughs> <laughs> well, you find that Altavoon are kind of the hidden secret this season. Currently second in the league, and their new signing in particular, João Pedro, the Brazilian, he came from Alwada in the UAE Pro League. And he is just remarkable. I mean, he was fantastic at Awada, but he seems to have gone across to the Saudi Pro League and he's scoring week in, week out. I mean, he's just so dominant in that final third and in the air. I just think, well, the, the stats and the facts explain exactly what Altawun are all about. And I think they're one to watch. Brilliant. And uh, my final question is uh, the, the Saudi Women's Premier League kicks off this weekend. Uh, we're all very excited about it. It was a very, you know, I mean, quite a successful first season, I would say, last year, you know, uh, all things considered. Uh, it was the first uh, edition of the Premier League. Previously, the the the, the Women's League had, had been like uh, eight teams, which were mostly like, had a, mostly an amateur setup, you know, but now the big boys came in last season. Um, so, and Al Nasser won it, you know, Cristiano was quite supportive. He, um, you know, he sent out his congratulations. There was a lot of, a lot more attention by the time it finished, you know, but it's going to be a whole, you know, whole new level, I think, uh, this year. And you are going to be involved in it as well. I am, yes. So I've had the call up to basically be one of the female commentators for the league and I'll be oh. doing the game on Friday. So I just think with the Women's League or the Women's Premier League, sorry, I just think it's truly remarkable. I thought the development of the Men's League in Saudi was unbelievable, but with the Women's League, it's a next level thing. The way they are developing football in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, it's beyond me. I just hats off to them. <laughs> Great stuff. Peter? Yep. Amy, listen, we do this to all our guests, so uh, you will not escape. And, and also, Ali, Today's guest might might have a bit of an insight, given the fact that she's just let us know all the stats and the, the match packs that she gets. Um, it, who's your who's your sneaky feeling for a favourite for the SPL title? I'm going to go for Al Itihad. I think okay. they're, they're the boys that are going to be on top at the end of the season. A very Ali, firm what? prediction. I like it. A, you know? a very firm prediction as well. Yeah. You, you, you better put All that on a permanent pen on the marker board behind you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, look. All I think cardboard. Uh, had <laughs> <laughs> jinxed them. Uh, no, we've 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 had a lot of Al Hilal's, you know, and uh, of mm. course Al Nasser after a you know pretty bad start, you know they they've been on fire. I know they drew their last game two two, but uh, they've been playing some 
excellent football really really good to watch some you know one of the best teams in the region probably in the world as well in terms of like uh entertainment uh but it had i think they've signed intelligently and you know they're you know i wouldn't say going under the radar by any by any stretch but uh they've been very very solid they've won it they know how to win it and you know the manager knows what he's doing so good yeah. chat amy good chat all right <laughs> great shout Listen, all that remains for us is to thank today's guest, Amy, and uh, all, if time allows, of course, we hope that maybe you could join us later on in the season. We can revisit uh, how your prediction's going, Um, but it would be great to see you, and we wish you well with everything that you're doing, of course, in the Saudi Pro League and and around the Middle East. Yes, thank you so much, guys. Okay, Ali, so final thoughts for this week. Yeah, look, I think think the main thing to watch out for is... uh, uh, is we're looking for an improvement for the for the Saudi team, an immediate improvement, uh, Peter. You know, I think uh, it's as simple as that. Um, I'm not sure he'd be too worried about the results, but you know, he'd want to see like more chances created, more goals scored. Uh, the Mancini, you know, uh, it might be seem it might seem a bit early, really, to put so much scrutiny on him. But I think he knew fully well that you know, coming into the job when he did, that there wasn't going to be a honeymoon period. He knew exactly what he was getting into. You know, it's uh, it, um, Renard uh, leaving the job was a bit of a surprise. It took them a while to, like, uh, replace him. Uh, but, you know, Roberto Mancini would have known exactly what he was coming into. And, look, this is the final chance to get things right before, the uh, you know, again, say the big games, before the World Cup qualifiers come around. And then uh, the AFC uh, Asian Cup at the start of the year, Peter, I mean, look, Saudi Arabia haven't won it since 1996, you know, and yeah. uh, I think the fans, the federation, everyone will be, you know, will be expecting Saudi Arabia not just to compete, but to win it. Not just the domestic eyes of the world on the domestic league, but international as well. So good luck um, to, to Roberto Mancini and his squad. Listen, that's it from us for this week. We wish all of our international um, uh, colleagues the very best. And uh, as Ali says, it's time to deliver, friendly or not. Um, We will see you next week on another packed edition of Dowry. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 